Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Original Series Season 2, Episode 15. It is called The Trouble with Tribbles, full spoilers for the episode as always. I'm also impressed I did not screw that up, I was worried that I was going to end up saying trebles or something stupid like that, but no, I nailed it. Uh, so, this is of course a very famous episode, in fact the Blu-ray set in which I watched this has an entire disc devoted to this one episode because it has lots of extras just for the episode. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's four or five episodes per disc, then you get to disc four, and it's, no, 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 just tribbles. That's all you get in this disc is just tribbles. So, yes, they multiplied. I, I don't even... No. 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 So, <laughs> so... What what is the trouble with troubles? What what is was the episode actually about? It's it's obviously you've got the troubles themselves, which you know this salesman on this space station sells sells one or doesn't even sell. He actually gives one to Uhura. He's selling them to the barman, but he gives one to Uhura, and they end up multiplying. They 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 they, 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 they well, I don't even think breeding is the right word because they don't even have sex. They they just procreate, just yes. kind of by default. Asexual reproduction and. They're just kind of multiplying and multiplying around the ship. And that's going on. And that's kind of this comedy half of the, the episode. Obviously, they play into the main plot as well by the time we get to the end. But it's largely kind of a separate thing for a lot of the episode. Whereas the rest of the plot is at the space station. They've been called in by the Undersecretary of Agriculture for the Sector. That's a very long title. Uh, Barris, I think his name is. He, he calls them in. Uh, Kirk's not very happy with them because he called them in with a, a, a you know, a emergency red alert. alert. Yeah, yeah. priority one alert. Yeah, which is you know meant for like we're under attack, come and save us. So you know it's an abuse of power, but he's there because he wants them to guard his grain. There's a fancy name for it, and Kirk's never heard of it. In fact, one of the, one of the laughs I had in this episode is when he says what what it's called, and Kirk just goes, "What? What?" He's, he's he's confused, and everyone else seems to know what this is, but him. But it's grain. He wants them to guard his grain because the Klingons might come for it because it's going to go down to this planet, Sherman's planet, which is a, a planet that both the humans and the Klingons, or not the humans, but the Federation and the Klingons are both wanting to gain access to. But under the treaty, they both have like right to try and claim it and they have to prove which one is uh, more suitable for it. Mm. So he's worried the Klingons may try and interfere. Kirk is pissed at the way he's been asked. He's asked of this, so he's very catty about it. And Spock's on like, that oh, they should be guarded. So he's like, "All right, send down two and only two guards." And obviously, Barris is like, eh, "Only two. This is diabolical. You should be stripped of your title, Captain." He's he's very upset. Yeah. And the Klingons do show up, and we have some altercations between the Klingons and the and the ship's crew. Which again leads to some. This is a very funny episode. I think it this is, a is very funny episode. Uh, I I was uh, cracking up uh, several times throughout this, uh, based on a few different scenes. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I feel like you've already spoiled your opinion, but uh, did you enjoy the trouble with tribbles? I think it's very clear that I did. What's not to love about tribbles? The uh, annoying little bastards that they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much better than uh, progs. Pogs and uh, no. Nothing is better than Porgs, because Porgs are life. You haven't even seen what the Porg is in the context of the movie Porg yet. is life. Tribbles are better. Tribbles are just little hairballs. <laughs> Porg, Porgs are space puffins. You, say you, that can't, as, you can't beat space puffins. You say that as if regular puffins are anything to write home about. 
They're not, but space puffins. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun, this episode. And it gives a lot of different characters. Sulu is oddly absent, but it gives a lot of other characters times to really shine. Chekhov gets moments, Scotty gets moments, Ahura gets moments... Obviously, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy always get moments, but so the, the, them too. But everyone gets moments to shine in this episode. Uh, in terms of the comedy, which I think is obviously the big thing of this episode, like some of the standout moments. Obviously, you have like, once the Klingons are there as well, and like they're on shore leave, and you've got you've got Chekhov with Scotty and a couple of red shirts in the in the canteen in this this in this year, area at the bar, and you've got a table of Klingons, and the one of the Klingons like, oh Starfleet, I'm going to go and insult and he starts making fun of Captain Kirk and as it's happening Chekhov's like downing his vodka he's like really upset and he's like he's holding it and Scotty's like no no Chekhov we're not to engage yeah, we, we, we a fact, couple of insults in fact Kirk even asked him specifically make sure nothing happens make sure there's no altercations yeah he sent Scotty down it's like you're, you're the senior officer you go down and make sure they stay in line yeah exactly and he's like no no Chekhov and Chekhov like, every time he's, every, every time the Klingon says something else he's like oh and he's drinking more vodka to try and stop himself yeah, from he goes like back. pounding his fists on the table stand up and it's hilarious. I mean, this is funny on its own. And then he's like, "Yeah, and that ship you fly around in, the Enterprise, is, is, it should be hauled to the garbage." And that's when Scotty just gets up and punches him. And this is funny, and it sets off this big fight scene, which is also funny because you have uh, the salesman, uh, what's his name, Jones. He he's like he, he's using this as an opportunity to hate, sneak behind the bar, and he's, he's just pouring themselves multiple drinks, and he's just yeah. drinking, you know. And especially on his way out, where the barman grabs his drink and he thinks, "Oh, oh, son lost his drink," but then he pulls another one out of his pocket. Uh, just do really funny kind of slapsticky stuff going on it during is, the yeah. scene. That said, all of this pales in comparison to after this. Oh, yes, it does. So Kirk, Kirk has got all the men who were involved lined up on the ship. And he's like, this is, you know, you're all confined to quarters. Tell me who started this. Until you do, everyone's confined. You're big trouble. I told you this not to happen. And they're all leaving. He's like, no, Scotty, not you. I want to yeah, talk yeah to no, you. he keeps going like, who started the fight? He's like, I don't recall. Yeah, because he doesn't hold Scotty back because he's suspicious. He holds Scotty back because, oh, you're the senior officer and you're like more my equal. So I'm going to talk to you about, who, you know, what yeah. went on down here. He's like, well, uh, you know, he, you know, it, it becomes clear that it was Scotty, and he's like, he, he insulted you, Captain. He, he said all these things about you. He's like, oh, so then you hit him? No, no. Uh, we can take a few insults, sir, can't we? He's like, yes, I, I suppose we can. Yeah, Kirk's face is like, oh, you should have just hit him for that already. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, you didn't hit him for that, and you can just see it in his face. He's not saying it, but you can see he's like, he's bothered by this. So, 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 what did you hit him for? He's like. Well, he, he he called the Enterprise a, a garbage skull, sir. Uh, so can't have that point of pride. He's like, what's so you 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 hit him for that, but not for. And he doesn't even finish. His, he realizes that he's going to get a bit of vain, and he, he doesn't finish his sentence. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's a matter of pride, sir. And he's like, uh huh. I see. Uh, you, you, this killed me. Not gonna lie. Yeah, this, this scene is is uh, glorious. Scotty, Scotty was the funniest scene in the show. Although there's a scene that rivals it later on as well, though there's actually there's several moments. This is easily the funniest episode the show's had. Easily. Uh, at the end of the episode, after they've, they've dealt with everything, and Kirk's on on crew, and obviously throughout the episode the tribbles have been multiplying, and we get to the point where there's tribbles everywhere, and Kirk is pissed off because there's just tribbles all over the bridge, all over the elevator, all over everywhere, and the food dispensers, everything. And he's like, "Okay, so uh, did we deal with the tribbles? Uh, what happened?" And Spock's like, "Oh, it was a." Uh, 
it was a uh, Scotty who uh, oversaw that. He came up with the, the idea. It's like, oh, I, I, it was me, uh, sir. Yes, indeed. But it was Spock who enacted the main part of the plan. It's like, oh yes, very well. But it was Scotty who uh, really had the the core of the idea. This back and forth, shifting yeah. the blame. And Kirk's just like, oh, go on, someone tell me what happened to the triples. Like, well, uh, we used the transporter, sir. And it all just, it's like, oh, we, we, we gave the Klingons all the triples, which is, is amusing, but it's actually, it's the back and forth of not wanting to admit what they did, which is actually really funny, especially when one of them Spock. That just makes it doubly funny. It is. But is there anything funnier than Kirk sat in a pile of tribbles with uh, every, every three seconds another one just being thrown down on his head? I feel like that was a fun day on set. I feel like they had this shoot above and there's just like... Every so often you can see him just grit his teeth and go, will you bastard stop throwing these on me? Because I just just imagine, obviously as I said, I imagine there's just behind the wall there's a ladder (laughs) and there's a couple of stagehands just throwing these tribbles down the the chute. The thing is you get the the big explosion of, you know, like hundreds of them or whatever. And then the whole scene goes on. He's just sat in this pile of them. And every three or four seconds, just just one comes down right on his head. Bonk. There's another one. Bonk. It's, 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 it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk about what the triples are, and um, Klingons don't very like them. And that, that's kind of the big plot point, is that the triple reacts negatively to a Klingon. Doesn't like Klingons. Likes everything else. Likes, likes humans. Likes Vulcans. Uh, is friendly with everything. And it's actually like... The, the open the, the thing they've opened all the troubles around was where the grain was stored, and but the big notable thing is not only that the, the troubles have ate the grain, is that the grain is poisoned because the troubles all start dying, and they have to look into this. And it turns out the Klingons were maybe trying to sabotage the, the the you know getting the planet sorted, and they want them to look better and whatnot. But it wasn't the main Klingons themselves, at least as far as they can tell. But there's yeah. some troubles. There's some troubles in the room, and they basically discover that there's a Klingon agent. Uh, it's actually the uh, Barius's assistant is actually a Klingon secretly, which someone actually told us to uh, keep note of this episode in relation to the current plot of Star Trek Discovery, which I get why, I get why, precedent. To be fair though, the Klingons in this show actually just look human anyway. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's I was going to say. I, know, I always wanted to say, ah, oh, you could never get away with this now because. No, not in the same way as this. Not in the same way. Uh, th- that said, there's there's things to talk about with Discovery. Uh, there's, I, I've even had some more thoughts about how it might actually be working and stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to give anything away as to what's going on in that show, but let's just say there's Klingons and you know potentially disguises happening. But anyway, so so they, they figure out this guy's a, a sleeper, not a sleeper, but like an undercover Klingon yeah. agent, and they're like okay so it's the Klingons and you deal with this and they make the guy who was selling the selling the tribbles he has to stay here and clean the station because now the station's overrun with the bloody things and and all this and he's not very happy because it's going to take as Spock points out it's going to take 17.9 years to to clean all these tribbles up do, do you know the only way you could improve this episode mm-hmm. if the salesman was Harry Mudd <laughs> I can see it actually I can, I can, it, it works. He's not a million miles away from Harry. He's not as bad as Harry Mudd in terms of his. You know, no, but you can character. kind of see Harry pulling that kind of con. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Hmm. It's interesting. 
It's interesting. I, I, I feel like, yeah, you could do that. You, you could do that. I, I, I think what was really, really strong about this episode is that it is a really goofy, funny episode. But at the same time, it's actually like probably the best episode so far with a with a Klingon plot. Yeah, I like that the Klingons like you know they've got a plan. You know, like like you know they're they're poisoned the drain. They're undercover. They're they're interesting because they're actively antagonizing our crew. You know, there's there's this rivalry. Yeah. They're, they're pushing the limits. Also, I love that they know what Tribbles are already because, you know, he sees that thing. He's like, get that thing away from me. I don't want those pests anywhere near me or my ship. He knows what they're going to do. It's, it's funny. It's a shame that they don't look like Klingons from later because I feel like... It would be funnier. Yeah, because just, just imagine that scene where he stands up and starts insulting Kirk in the bar. Imagine, like, you know... Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, next-gen Klingons or even Discovery Klingons doing that and cracking their jokes and be like, hey, that Kirk's a, a coward. Oh, it's way funnier. Yeah. Whatever. It, that would just, it would amplify I, it even more. Do you know more. what I'd love as well? And then they turn back to their own people and say something in Klingon. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we, we don't get the subtitles. I don't, I don't want to know what they said. Just just the, you know, the, the tongue behind the back and the other language gag. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much stuff. And it's funny because as much as we're saying... We, we could improve it. We're not actually saying it needs to be improved. It's actually it's solid gold. There's a reason why this oh, it's episode a fantastic is. Episode. There's a reason why this episode is is treated with such high regard and why it's it's, it's well remembered. It, it 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 has so many good character moments for different characters. Uh, they, a lot of them get a chance to say. You know, we mentioned Chekhov in the bar scene, but also at the start of the episode, they're kind of like training Chekhov, like Kirk and spock are like questioning on stuff and he's getting things wrong he's, he's like attributing like things to like a russian person and he's like yeah, no, yeah. Th- th- this was so and so from uh uh 20th century britain or whatever he's like oh yes 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 britain yes yeah. and, and then it goes you know this grain that you know kirk doesn't know what it's called and and then, then they mention it and and you know Chekhov's like oh yeah that yeah oh yeah it's a, it's, a, it's from russia <laughs> and, and kirk's like does everyone know about this grain but me like it just it's yeah. it's full of do you know what I think makes it so effective as well I feel like so very few episodes of Star Trek even the good ones these I mean specifically original series how many of them have had multiple plots that have like intertwined so well as much as these end up doing very few typically the best episodes pick one plot and, and just yeah just run stick with it, it. yeah it's yeah. very focused and that's there's nothing wrong with that but I feel like this one works so well because it's the tribbles are so separate from the actual like conflict of the Klingons and this guy wanting his grain protected and then it all comes together uh, by the end of the episode and the tribbles are even useful so they, they even kind of you can't even hate them for being annoying because they, they kind of have a purpose in the end they're, they're yeah. a Klingon detection system yeah they're brilliant and I, I think it's a testament to the writing that you know it's fun it's it's you know it's fun as hell it has great character moments and multiple plots that intertwine properly. Like, man, that's, you know, even even by today's standards, I'd say, yeah, if you can hit all of that in an episode, yeah, you're doing it right. Yeah, and you never expect them to hit this all the time, and Star Trek clearly doesn't. Of course yeah. it doesn't. Uh, but uh, this is classic for a reason. And, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> I just... I, I, I want you to just imagine the writer's room when they came up with the idea for Tribbles. There's balls with fur that kind of purr a little bit and make make the odd little gizmo-like noise. I, I, I'm glad they address that they don't have a head or yeah. anything because, you know, they, they kind of mention it's like, it's like, yeah, just give it a pat on the head if you can find the head. And it's like, the, yeah, yeah, it's the, a ball of fur. 
they constantly reference the fact that they like to eat, though. And I'm like, okay, so where's the where's the eating happening? Where, where's... Well, they don't know. They they kind of address that. They're like, oh, I'm not even sure where, where, where what this what's going on. Yeah, I love how McCoy's baffled by it. He's the he's the the scientist. Mc- McCoy's to... obsessed that I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that Spock doesn't like them though. Like Spock, Spock at the end. When it, oh when no, he's... he says he doesn't like them, but he loves them. Because at the end, when he's he's talking to uh, within the room with you know everyone, and he's given the, it's when the salesman's accused of being a Klingon agent. Like the the guy accuses him first of being a Klingon, and he's like, "Oh no, nothing is in his record would indicate this." You know, over the past few years, he's he's made his living as a, on a single ship, one man ship. He sells rare goods, which unfortunately includes tribbles. It's just the way he, he puts a little bit of salt in there at the end. He doesn't yeah. have to. Like Spock claims he doesn't care. But like that, that, no, no, that's no, no, but I, this is a point of him going, just trying to show that he doesn't care, like going over the top. Because <laughs> you know that that scene where they're all in the the the, the recreation room and they they've all got the tribbles and Spock picks it up and he's like, oh yeah, this sound it's 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 say soothing to humans. Good job it doesn't affect me. And uh, you know he's like he's stroking it. And they all look at him and he realizes and yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just uh, puts it down. It's like no, I don't care. No, it's a good little moments like that. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a blast. I, I mean, everything from even just the idea that Kirk gets like a, this, not a superior per se, but this official who he immediately dislikes because he thinks he's misusing his power. So for the rest of the episode, he is like making these snide little remarks. He's being sarcastic, like nobody's That's business. Because he's like he he's getting ready to go and complain to you know the chain of command, and and then he gets there and they're like, yeah, yeah, go protect the grain. He's yeah, like, damn it! Really, I've got to give this guy what he wants. Yeah, it's again. I think this is a first where he's just outright sarcastic and like cause even the first time they meet at the end of that scene, he's like, "Oh, I've never met an official that I've, I've disrespected until now," and then walks out. Like he's yeah. so catty with him. It's like it's just kind of funny to see Kirk like actually say, "No, this this guy's an asshole." Even though I'm supposed to be doing what he's telling me, this guy's an asshole, yeah. and it's kind of like Kirk isn't always necessarily the one playing by the rules you know he he will go outside the boundaries of the of the prime directive and everything else if he needs to on occasion and in this case it's just a, it's just a fun example because it's not this guy's a bit of an asshole and we're going to give him a hard time because he's earned it yeah it's fun although it, it's ironic that the guy earned it by kind of going outside the rules a little bit that's true yeah that's true the reason the, it, it's his disrespect for the rules that makes Kurt kind of give up his yeah. normal respect for someone yeah, it's just amusing because I think it's it's very hypocritical of him, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, it's funny. I'd say it's more hypocritical of of the you know the the undersecretary of agriculture. He's got a really long title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's more hypocritical for him because he's the one who initiates it. Does that make yeah, sense? I mean, I mean, in the sense, it's hypocritical for Kirk to he dislikes this guy because he went he broke the rules, but Kirk will break the rules to get what he wants. And it's fine. Well, sure, but I feel like Kirk typically breaks the rules because he thinks things are in a dire situation. I think the reason why he dislikes this guy is because he makes something feel like a dire situation when it's not. This guy's essentially cried wolf, and that's that's Kirk's problem. Yeah. But, I mean, you say that, but the rest of Starfleet Command agree with this guy. They're like, yeah, protect that grain at all costs. It's essential. This this is serious. This is, you know, priority one. Kirk's kind of in the wrong. Well... 
No, no, he's not. Because if if this was pro- it feels like the the Starfleet only know it's priority one because after this incident they found out about it. So when Kirk calls, he's like, "Yeah, this grain's really important. Do what he says. Protect it." Like, had things went through proper channels, he would have got a call from Starfleet saying, "Hey, here's your orders. You have to go to the starbase and protect this guy's grain." Probably, yeah. But instead, he put in a distress call saying he was in, under attack. So they all yeah. show up expecting Klingon ships, and there's nothing there. But he got him there, got the job done. That's Kirk's not, all for that. Usually. That's not the point. That's not the. That, that's that's like you know phoning the police with the emergency number only to be like, oh yeah, I I got you here, but there's just you know I'm, I'm having like a noise complaint to make. Neighbors are being loud. This is a problem with that. You don't call the emergency number for a noise complaint. Disagree. It's a waste of everyone's time. It depends how how loud they are. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It's just noise. If if it's dangerous noise, if it's like, oh, it sounds like they're sharpening machetes next there and hacking someone to bits, that's different. Because then it's, oh, it's noise that sounds like someone's been murdered. That's an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's you that's been murdered, in which case it's actually a cause for celebration. You're you're yeah. not you're not phoning the police. You're phoning the party planners, the fireworks display professionals. I want I want a whole display out in the park. Thousands will attend. Thousands. Thousands. That's that's how deep the uh, the hatred of you goes. <laughs> See, is is it a celebration? I'm dead, or is it really that they're all celebrating my life? No, definitely you're dead. Definitely <laughs> that one. Yeah, okay. No. Worth, worth, worth checking. Yeah. I can't... You you are the dick who would dispute that Kirk was out of line. Not not happy that he used the distress call well, for no, this. Well, no, no. I, I think he's right to be annoyed. I just think it's funny that Kirk would probably do like a similar thing. He'll he'll bend the rules whenever, when it suits him, is all. And, he and, you know, he, he, he still expects the respect. When he expects the... the, the wait, 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 when the stakes are high, he'll he will do it. Yes, but this was not when he, when he believes the stakes are high. This undersecretary man believes the stakes are high. Yeah, the stakes are high, but it, it's like if he puts in the call saying, "Hey, you need to come protect the grain, check with Starfleet." They'd get there probably pretty quickly. Still, probably, probably. Besides, fat lot of good it did anyway. They still got poisoned. It did. It did. Kirk put Kirk, two, if Kirk had done a better job, maybe maybe they wouldn't have. If he put his two best red shots on the case. Yeah, exactly. If he'd taken it seriously, maybe he'd have sent someone good down there and, and, and we wouldn't have got a poisoned grain. Still been eaten by Tribbles, don't be wrong, but... That's the trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, I guess to, to answer the question, the, well, it's not a question, but to sort of explain the statement of the, the title... The trouble with tribbles is that they they duplicate too much. I mean, that's the real trouble. Yes, they duplicate yes. at an alarming rate, and they they all eat the little bastards. So that's the trouble with tribbles, for the record. Great episode. Very good episode. So let us know what you think of this one in the comments below. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, support the show, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. You get these a week early at the $1 tier. So, you know, that's something. Uh, but otherwise, guys, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching Star Trek and other cool old sci-fi shows because it's fun to go back and check out where things began before we got to where we are now. You have to understand 
how to do a simple spaceship design before you have all your Dutch angles and lens flares. We have to have progression. We don't just jump to one of them. It's a really long outro. Live long and prosper. We will see you next time.